Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of the Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. America's small business conversation is on the air. It's the Pat Miller Show. One hour exclusively for entrepreneurs to work on your business, not in it. It's time to solve problems, capture opportunities, and celebrate your wins. Powered by the Idea Collective small business community. This is the Pat Miller Show. Now your host. Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. You found it, America's small business conversation. And don't you think it's about time that we have this conversation? I think so. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, proud to stand up for small business owners just like you. And this week, we've got a terrific show planned. We're going to ask the deep thought question, what problem does your business solve? Do you know the answer to that question? What problem your business solves? Because if you don't know the answer to that question, odds are you're probably not growing very fast. So we're going to bring on a small business expert. Kylie Peters is going to teach us how to answer that question. What problem do you solve? We're also going to get after something that drives me crazy. And if you create courses online, I guarantee it drives you crazy as well. You see, there's a thing that people do, and maybe you do it too, so I'm not trying to call you out. But if you create a course online, here's how it goes. Hey, everyone, I'm having a course. And then people sign up left and right. But then they never finish. Like, it's really hard to get people to finish a course that goes online. We're going to bring on a course creation expert, Heather Schaefer. She's got some tips and tricks to help us increase the percentage of completion. So that way, a bunch of people sign up and a bunch of people finish your next online course. But we're going to start here because I see this all the time. We're going to talk about the difference between an audience and a community. Now, this is a conversation specifically for you if you like to create content on the internet, if you like to do short-form videos like TikTok or Instagram Reels, if you like to do a podcast, if you like to write a blog, it doesn't matter. But if you put out content and people start resonating with it, you might think you're building a community, but odds are you're building an audience and they are totally different things and they have different values. So let's dig into the differences. The easiest way to explain the difference between an audience and a community is this. Which direction are the chairs facing? Now imagine you're in a ballroom and you're the keynote speaker on stage and all of the chairs are facing you, listening to what you have to say. If you're creating content and that's the situation, congratulations, you have an audience. If the chairs are facing one another and the people there are there to talk with each other, bingo, you've got a community. So if they're sitting there looking just at the speaker, if they're gathered just to hear from the speaker, that's an audience. But if they're gearing up to talk with one another, you've got the seeds of a community 
in hand. So what's the difference between the two? Because they have their strengths and they have their weaknesses. I'm biased towards communities myself. So if you have an audience, why do you want a community? And then how do you get one? So here's what an audience gives you. It gives you consumption of your content. So right now I'm creating a radio show. You're listening to it. Hi, how are you? But the challenge is it's passive consumption. You're hearing what I'm doing, but you're not actively a part of the conversation. So it's not as ideal. It's also sometimes a one-way relationship inside an audience. You will hear all about me and what's going on. You might hear about the people that are appearing on the show, but I don't get a chance to hear much about you. The other thing is you don't have a lot of influence over what I'm doing here on the show. Even if you sent me an email saying, hey, Pat, can you talk about the thing? I would love to take your input into consideration, but you really don't have a speaking part in the ongoing stream of content because this is an audience, not a community. So let's flip the script. What if I was building a community? And spoiler, I am the Idea Collective Small Business Incubator. That is the small business community that I'm building. How is that different than this radio show, which is an audience? Well, inside a community, the first thing, all of the community members can actively participate. They can engage one another in discussions. They can share ideas. They can collaborate with each other and collaborate with me. It's also a two-way relationship. So if I go inside the Idea Collective and say, hey, everyone, purple Kool-Aid, the people in the group can say, you know what? No, red Kool-Aid. And you know, isn't that funny? Purple and red are flavors when it comes to Kool-Aid. I'm that old. But can't you taste purple Kool-Aid? No one says grape Kool-Aid. Don't be that weirdo. Anyway, so a two-way relationship exists inside a community. The other thing that a community member has that an audience member doesn't have as much of is that voice for a constructive feedback stream. They are invested to make sure that the community gets better. They want to influence the outcome. They want to lift each other up because they are talking with one another. Whereas today, inside this audience, you really don't know who else is listening and you're not building relationships with them either. So the difference between audience and community is that in an audience, everyone's looking at the presenter, not talking with one another. And a community, they're talking with one another. All the chairs are facing each other. So when you have a community, boy, you've really got an opportunity. Because then you can start doing some big things when they start engaging one another. So if you have an audience, how do you go about establishing a community? The first thing you have to do is you have to create a place for them to gather. So I mentioned the Idea Collective, which I run. It's an online community, and we gather on a program called Mighty Networks. So you can go there. You could go to Circle, which is another community app. You could create a Discord server, or you could do what a lot of people do, which is create a Facebook group. I advise against Facebook groups, and I'll tell you why. You don't own that audience. 
you don't have their email addresses. And even inside a Facebook group, not everyone in your Facebook community will be given and served your content every time you post something. It's still Facebook. They still have rules. You can do it because there's a lot of people there, but it's not the ideal solution. So if you want to turn an audience to a community, the very first thing is to have a place for them to gather. The second thing you need to do is you need to actively and purposely encourage them to interact and engage with one another. So instead of being the content creator in an audience that does all of the speaking, you want to give prompts. You want to stoke discussion. You want to get them collaborating with one another, maybe creating a community project or a community challenge. That way they can go out and work together to make something real. And then the last one, and this is the big one. If you want a community, give them a transformational outcome that they can rally for. We are here to do X. So when someone joins the community, they are enlisting in that mission. So in the Idea Collective Small Business Incubator, our members are enlisting in the mission of helping small business owners beat the odds. By joining this community, we are going to make it easier for ourselves and our members to beat the odds of running a small business. And we'll do that by collaborating with one another by offering feedback and showing up, by being an active community member. I'm going to help you win, you're going to help me win, and we're going to help everyone beat the odds of small business. That's the type of thing that happens in a community that doesn't happen in an audience. So if you like to create content, creating content is great. And even if you have a million followers You have 1,000 or 10,000 or a million subscribers on YouTube. If you're not engaging them so they talk with one another, you have an audience and not a community. Coming up next on The Pat Miller Show, we are going to talk about something that frustrates course creators to no end. You announce this amazing new course that's going to change your client's life. Everybody signs up and you think you're doing great. But then you look in at the data and realize people are only doing half of it. They're not sticking around through the entire course, and it seems like you can't fix it. Well, we're going to bring on Heather Schaefer, a course creation expert, to help you out next on The Pat Miller Show. America's small business conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. Are you a woman who needs to protect and grow your business? Or do you have a secret dream to start one? I bet you do. If you don't have a lawyer on your side, you may be putting your family and personal assets at risk. I know, I know. You might be avoiding lawyers because they seem overwhelming or intimidating. That's why you have to meet the team at Athena Legal Solutions, LLC.com. This all-woman team of talented lawyers are the most approachable, knowledgeable, 
and friendly team you'll ever meet. They exist solely to support women business owners who often go without the legal support they truly need. In 2023, they want to help 223 women create a solid legal foundation for their business. The first 100 women who mention this ad will receive over $100 off of their LLC starter package. Visit Athena Legal Solutions LLC.com. Now, America's small business conversation continues on the Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show. This is America's small business conversation. You know, we've got a good one for you right now. Raise your hand, not if you're driving, raise your hand if this sounds familiar. I've got this online course and look at all these people that signed up and nobody finishes. If you've ever put a course online, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But today we're going to talk about how to get more people through the course all the way to the end because it doesn't really happen on accident. Here to help us with what's working right now is Heather Schaefer, strategic branding coach for Branding You Big. Heather, welcome to the Pat Miller Show. How are you today? I am great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited you're here because anyone that has an online course has experienced this. People sign up for the course and they just don't follow it through all the way to the end. So you're going to tell us what's working right now. How are you getting people further through a course? Yeah. And, you know, it's not just other people that are creating courses. I had been in those shoes, too. I had signed up for things that I didn't finish. And a couple of the things that I saw really make the difference to taking my participation completion rate from 15 percent to 85 percent were pretty minor tweaks, um, but really made a big difference. And one of those things was making my modules in the online program smaller, shorter, less time consuming. So rather than dump an hour long Zoom replay in there, making it into bite sized pieces, so to speak. Then I learned later from listening to other people that there's also a psychology to that, that we want to when we purchase something, we want to have this feeling that we can complete it. (laughs) So having those smaller bite-sized segments helped people kind of click through them almost like, oh, I'm winning at this, right? I'm kind of, (laughs) (laughs) I am doing this. Um, And that made a really big difference. Um, The other thing was actually including less bonuses. And I'm using kind of, you know, the air quotes here, but we always think in that sales process, we need to add this and this and this and add all the things. And it's, you know, move the needle more. And that actually was part of the overwhelm as well. So I, I sold the program as a basic online program and then gave them bonuses if they wanted to upgrade. So if they felt like they wanted more, I could give them more. And I ended up with a 50-50 conversion. 50% of the Whoa. people ended up converting to the upgrade. Yeah, I know. Um, So that made a big difference. The other thing is to gamify your course. Um, We like games. We like to play things. We like to win things. We like to get swag in the mail. And so as they hit certain completion records, I would 
shout them out in our Facebook community group where they all were as a private group and give them lots of love and lots of kudos like, hey, they get all these badges, right? And then when they complete it, they get a little swag package for completing it. All of those changes sound like they would give someone the sense of momentum and that they're moving through the course. They're actually going to accomplish it. The first one that you said about an hour-long Zoom is normally plopped behind the paywall. Mm-hmm. Hour-long Zooms feel like going to Costco for me. Like you go to Costco <laughs> and here's the industrial-sized tub of butter and no one can use that. So if someone's got their industrial-sized tub mm-hmm. of butter and you're trying to coach them through how to break it up, how would you have them think about slicing and dicing a big piece of content into smaller pieces so they give people just what they want? What I would say is typically in your hour-long presentation, when you've got your slide deck, you have it broken up into segments already. It's just a matter of hitting the stop and start button. And what I actually did is I teamed up with a business buddy and we had a recording day, a recording accountability day. And we said, okay, let's check in at 8 a.m. Let's check in at 5 p.m. And we spent the whole day just re-recording everything. And just clicking through in small segments. Um, So I kept him anywhere from eight minutes. I think the longest one was 18 minutes. So pretty short. And it, it was already naturally broken up that way in my slide deck and in my workbooks. So I was able to move through it quicker and not having the interaction being live, you know, the the interruptions and some of those things that happen in a Zoom um, helped me really just keep on pace and keep to a time. Let's talk about bonuses because the sales process might get people in the door, but it might not get people through the course. So you said something about reducing the amount of bonus material. Did that make your inner salesperson freak out by doing that? And when you did, what was the outcome? Yeah, it did a little bit because I kept hearing, you know, yeah. And there's this and there's this. And you just keep dumping it all on. You know, it's like that Ginsu commercial. You know, you just like, and wait, there's more, you know. Um, and we've all gotten those emails. So I really did have to be open to, okay, let's try something different. And I did see a big difference in just keeping my messaging in my emails really simple, very basic. I offered both on my landing page, the sales page. But really, I just wanted to get them to cross into the program. And then on my first, the way that I set it up is they had their online program and then they had four follow-up weekly Q&A sessions, which was also great for me because I just had to show up. (laughs) I had done the work. I just had to show up and I could talk forever on their questions. But then I could talk to them and engage them a little bit more about the possibilities of some of the things that the upgraded upgrade would include. So I just wanted them to cross into the program first. And then I knew Mm -hmm. by building that connection, I could um, talk more about the bonuses. We're talking with Heather Schaefer, strategic branding coach for Branding You Big, and she does a ton of these online courses. And to see the transformation from 15% complete to 85% complete, what kind of impact does that have on the business when people actually get through the program? Right. Well, that was just it, Pat. And that's, you know, you can create these things, but if people aren't finishing it and doing the thing then you have no testimonials at the end. You have no referrals, all of those things. 
So that's really what's happened as a result is now I've got like legit testimonials at the end of the program. I have people finishing to the point and they can, they refer to other people and they, they talk it up. So that really makes all the difference. And at the heart of it, that's what I'm looking to do. I'm not looking to record these for my, you know, to listen to myself talk. (laughs) (laughs) So to be able to actually see that success and see those aha moments when we're on the Q&A session, that's when I had that ability, you know, to be able to engage with them personally and just to hear it. It just makes your day. You're just like, I am making a difference. They are finding use in this. You know, then when imposter syndrome was setting in for the other three quarters, like, okay, yes, (laughs) they do want to know what I know. And um, so it just made a huge difference on both sides. We're making courses and content online, but it doesn't mean anything if people don't complete it. This is what's working right now, courtesy of Heather Schaefer, strategic branding coach at Branding You Big. Heather, thank you for the advice. We'll definitely act on it. And thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. Great. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Okay, pop quiz. Do you know what problem your small business solves? If you don't know that answer instantly, you've got to hear our next guest. Kylie Peters will help you figure out the answer to that question next on The Pat Miller Show. America's small business conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. You have a brand. Your business's brand is one of the most important things on your plate. As a business owner, you keep up with the trends. So what's hot these days? It's live events. Owning your small business combined with speaking at live events positions you as the expert in your field. That's where Bankable Events comes into play. Bankable Events is an event advisory and management firm with a primary focus on maximum conversion events. With more than 4,000 live events under their belt, they have the expertise to design face-to-face events that get your audience pumped up and generate profits. The minute you partner with Bankable Events, they'll start creating a custom Customized strategy to take you from idea to income. Just think of the opportunities ahead for you. Call 303-550-1123 or head to bankableevents.com. Join over 1,000 other small business owners and CEOs who use Bankable Events to build community and drive revenue. That's bankableevents.com. Developing your business is a journey. So make sure and bring along a trusted sidekick. As your business grows, Sidekick Accounting will be there. Sidekick Accounting's core services help take the confusion out of bookkeeping, tax preparation, and tax planning. Who's going to keep track of all those pesky receipts and invoices? Well, Sidekick Accounting has things covered as you grow your version of business success. So whether your small business is a side hustle or a conduit to freedom and owning your own business in time, get in touch with a trusted Sidekick, Sidekick Accounting. There are expert advisors waiting to hear from you now. Feel free to call or send a text message to 414-310-7689. That's 414-310-7689. You can find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit Sidekick-Accounting.com. Remember, developing your business is a journey, so bring along a trusted Sidekick. Now, America's small business conversation continues on the Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show. This is America's small business conversation, and this is a very important segment. 
because there's a question that as a small business owner, you need to be able to answer right away. Not think about it, not go dream about it. Like you have to have the answer to this question on the top of your mind at all times. And here to help us ask and answer the question is one of the smartest that I know, Kylie Peters. She's the founder and small business strategist at Rain 9. Kylie, thank you for coming on the Pat Miller Show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Pat. I'm super excited to have you here to help us answer the question, what problem do you solve as a small business owner? But before we get into that, Rain 9, tell us about Rain 9. What does Rain 9 do? Absolutely. So Rain 9, we're an executive consultancy. We primarily work with service-based women-owned small businesses, and we help women increase the profitability of their business while also increasing personal fulfillment in their lives. I'm sure you're helping a ton of people and you're going to help people that are listening to the show right now because they have to know the answer to this question. What problem do you solve as a small business owner? Why is that question so important and why do we need to know the answer to that question at all times? Well, I think it's central to everything that we do as owners. You know, I have a background in content marketing um, and it's a number one rule in marketing that if you don't know what your message is, then you're really just wasting money, right? And it's the same thing with business. And if you can't clearly name the problem that you're solving, you're making it not only harder for yourself to sell the work that you're doing, but you're making it just as hard, if not harder, for your potential audience to determine that you are the solution to their problem. And I promise you that when you can clearly name the thing that you do and the problem that you solve and who you solve it for, which may be scary and limiting, it sounds limiting to some people, and I hear you, I hear you, but just trust me on this. When you name it and you say, I solve this problem for these people, those people then identify you as the solution to their problem. And it makes your sales cycle a lot easier because people just come to you. So it's it's essential to running a business and to operating it effectively. This seems like such a simple concept, but not many people talk about it. How come this central concept isn't more pronounced in the everyday language around small business owning? I think it's such a huge nut to crack. And I think it's um, it's one of those things that you have to do the deep work on. And so I feel like sometimes it gets brushed under the rug and people are like, I'll just set up an LLC and I'll start running my business and I'll do the thing I know how to do and people will pay me to do the thing I know how to do and it'll be fine and then I'll get paid and I won't know how much <laughs> money I made and I won't know how much profit I made, but I made money, so I'm doing great. And the reality is if you don't know the answers to some of these things, you may actually end up paying your clients <laughs> to be servicing them. And last time I checked, that's not the way we want to be operating businesses. <laughs> All right. That is not a thing. So if someone's listening and they don't have the answer to that question, what problem do you solve? How would you walk them through the process? What are some of the questions you would ask or what is your methodology to help someone answer that question? Yeah. Well, I want to take just one step back here because um, the reason that we we apply the methodology we do is because for small business owners, we firmly believe that you cannot build, let alone live the life that you want if you don't first do the internal work on yourself and define success for yourself as a human being and then build your business strategy in alignment with that personal definition of success. And I say that because it plays into the methodology of how we f 
find the problems that we solve. So what I would be saying to anybody listening, if you're like, oh man, that's a great question, Kylie. I don't know what problems I solve. I would say start with you. First, start with you. Start with what skill sets you have, what experiences you have. Don't even necessarily think about business just yet, but just make a laundry list of like, these are the things I know how to do. This is how I go about them. Oh, these are the funny things that people say I do it differently. I think differently about this thing. Uh, This is how it's conventionally done and I think it could be done in a better way. Get really clear on all of those things and I really encourage you to be honest with yourself and be vulnerable with yourself. And there's this amazing quote by Jay Shetty who wrote Think Like a Monk. And he says, serve the pain you know. And that requires you to get real vulnerable because every single entrepreneur I know has said they want to help a certain type of person solve a certain type of problem. And I would say nine out of 10, if not 10 out of 10 times, that entrepreneur is looking to help someone like them solve a problem like they went through. And the thing is we're multifaceted humans and we have multi-layers and multiple labels and we've gone through multiple things. So you need to think about which elements of yourself you want to pull out and identify in somebody else. And then you need to think through what problems you have gone through and have successfully gotten through and which ones of those you want to help in somebody else. So I would say start with you first and then make that list, right? The next thing I'd say is that now once you've gotten a bit more clear on who your audience is, I want you to think about, okay, where are they starting from and where are they trying to get to? So whatever business you are, who's your audience and where are they starting from? And what are they trying to ultimately accomplish? Then I want you to put yourself in their shoes. You are no longer you, business owner. You are your audience, right? I want you to list out all of the steps they have to take in order to get from point A to point B. Not within your business, within their journey, right? Write down that list. Now, the things that you solve, the problems you solve, at least one of them should be on that list. That's all you need. You need to identify one point on their journey that you can help solve the problem for. And the reality is that all the other things on that journey, those are all different potential service providers and partners that you can help build relationships with that can support your business as you can then support theirs. So I would say get really clear on yourself, tap into some of that vulnerability, which can get scary. Think about serving the pain that you know. And then once you're able to name the problem you solve and who you solve it for, be able to then map that out and map out that journey and how you go about it. What a mic drop. That was incredible. (laughs) If you're just joining us, we're talking with Kylie Peters. She's the founder and small business strategist at Rain 9. And we're talking about what problem do you solve as a small business owner? I love the perspective of starting with you and then building out from there. Let's say someone knows the small business problem that they're solving? What advantages come to them once they do the deep work and identify the problem they solve? Yeah. So what I would advise people to do at that point is start to productize your service. And then I know a lot of feedback is like, oh, but that's so hard and it's so limiting, but I want to be everything to everybody. And I'm like, that's your choice. (laughs) That wouldn't be my recommendation, but that's your choice. Um, Once you know the thing that you solve, you name the problem that you solve, productize the service. And when I say that, I mean, 
You know how to solve the problem for this person. They don't. That's why they're coming to you. That's why they're hiring you. What is the process you use to solve the problem? What does that look like? Is that a three-day workshop? Is it a six-month coaching program? Is it a retreat? Is it a, you know, mastermind program? Whatever it is, figure out the right way that you go about selling it. You need to think through the methodology that's unique to you and then what your core offering is going to be. And then from there, you can then start to branch out and offer different revenue streams based off of the same initial concept. And that's where the economies of scale and efficiency comes in, right? Because you're doing the same thing over and over again, but in different formats and different distributions. Yes, absolutely. So you are, you're monopolizing on thought leadership. You know, you're getting really clear for solving the one thing for that one person, right? You've built out your unique program. So you're going out on a ledge and you're putting out what you believe to be true in the world. Once you build out your core offering, so I'll use myself as an example, our core offering started as a one-on-one workshop. Then we adjusted it and we've launched it as a group workshop. Now we're adjusting it and we're launching it as a mastermind program. And then next year we look to launch it as a digital cohort. It's all the same content. It's just providing different levels of support at different price points at different stages of their journey. What problem do you solve? If you don't know, go to patmillershow.com and re-listen to this interview. Kylie Peters, founder and small business strategist for Rain 9. Outstanding stuff. Thank you for coming on the Pat Miller Show. Thank you, Pat. Let's get to the show you should know. This is our weekly opportunity to share a podcast that we think you need to check out. The show you should know is powered by Podcast Town. Podcast Town helps busy small business owners grow their business through podcasting. They help you launch, grow, and maximize your podcast. Learn more at podcasttown.net. On the Funny Kind podcast, you will laugh and be inspired by stories of people or companies who are bringing joy and light to the world. Some episodes will be funny, while others may be more thought-provoking and inspirational. The Funny Kind podcast is on a mission to show that the world is a good place with good people doing good things. Find that show and other recommended podcasts on our website, patmillershow.com. We are ready for a small business celebration. That's coming up next on the Pat Miller Show. America's small business conversation continues next on the Pat Miller Show. Krista Morrissey for Choices Coaching and Consulting. Do you know where most small businesses go wrong? They invest in everything except their leaders. But through strong leaders comes strong business. Are you doing it wrong? Most small businesses focus on production and numbers. Production and numbers come through strong, resilient leaders. And strong leaders strengthen culture. They strengthen your resiliency and they strengthen your bottom line. I developed strong, resilient leaders who will drive your business. It is time for you to refocus your investment. Go to choicescoachingconsulting.com And let's you and I start the conversation now before someone else invests in your leaders. When you invest in your leaders, you invest in the bottom line of your business. Connect with Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. Act now. Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. Now, America's small business conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. 
Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show. This is America's Small Business Conversation, and you've heard me say it before, the best segment is the celebration segment because we get a chance as a group to cheer someone that has won the small business game. And joining us today is Judy Fritz, founder of VIP Services. She is here to celebrate. Judy, welcome to the Pat Miller Show. How are you today? Thank you, Pat, and thank you for celebrating with me. I am so excited. Well, we're going to be excited with you. We've got the pom-poms and the streamers and the champagne on ice. Let's pop the cork. What are we celebrating? We are celebrating exactly 10 years in business. Yes, 10 years. That's incredible. 10 years. Now, VA uh, or VIP services is a VA firm. Is that how you would describe it? Absolutely. We are a virtual assistant team and we support small business owners all over the world. Did you always do VA services 10 years ago? Because 10 years ago, that was like an emerging field, wasn't it? You know what? When we started I didn't even know what a VA was. <laughs> I really just, um, I was working for a really good nonprofit here in our area, and I wanted to be able to help more than the nonprofits and the business owners that I had become so close to in my community. And so that's what I did. I just started going into separate offices and helping the offices where they needed. But then I found out I did a lot more work when I brought it home with me. Mm. There was a lot of interruptions, a lot of water cooler talking, and I just, my focus was better at home. So I started working at home. Then I realized, oh my goodness, I'm doing a lot more at home. I can do more at home. And uh, there is such a thing as a VA, a virtual assistant. Did some research. We started uh, becoming a virtual assistant team. I started adding friends, partners to come in and help me um, where there was something I certainly could learn, but they already knew it. I'd bring them in. And we now have a team of 10 across the United States. We all have our expertise areas, everything from technology, social media. Uh, customer service, and we even have our own uh, high-level platform, which we call the VIP Power Suite. Uh, so wow. we've really come a long way, baby. So you were a remote worker before remote workers were cool. Is that right? Absolutely. It was so funny because um, I didn't even know what they were. <laughs> I just knew I wanted to help people who were in situations where they just needed a little extra help. And that little extra help made a huge amount of difference. We're talking with Judy Fritz, the founder of VIP Services, and we're celebrating with her for 10 years in business. So it sounds like one of the critical decisions was to begin working at home, but you don't get to 10 years without making some other big decisions that maybe terrified you at the time. Can you think of any of those decisions that ended up pivoting the business or gave you a new outlook to continue to scale so you would make it to 10 years? Well, one of the things that I did early on, which is very interesting because it's what we preach, it's not doing things by yourself. 
getting the help you needed. And that's what I needed to do as a business owner. I knew I couldn't work 24-7. I needed to pull some people in. And the clients were telling me, I don't want to go out to this person and find another person to do this and to do that. You know, I want you to take control of it. So that's how we kind of became a team that serves our clients. Um, and the scary part was, of course, just like anybody else, letting things go. That is so scary because how can you trust people? You know, are they going to do a good as, uh, job as I do? That was all so scary. Just like my clients feel, I felt too. So I know what they're feeling and stepping out is huge. Isn't that fascinating that the head of a virtual assistant company felt the same thing that clients feel when they hire a virtual assistant, which is, okay, go ahead and try this, but I know you can't do it. Wait, you did it better than I do? What, you did it in half the time? Oh my goodness, I love virtual assistants. I've said this on the air before, and I really believe this. Virtual assistants are an absolute cheat code for small business owners. If you're not using one, you are falling behind. Who's the right person that should be thinking about adding a VA to their team? Well, um, Pat, I tell you, there are so many different levels. You, if you're just starting out and you want to get a step ahead, hire a VA. They already know the ropes. If you are an established business and you really want to scale, the VA team can really lift you up. So um, we do a little bit of both um, to help people because that's what uh, we're all about, Pat, it really, is just helping people. The business owner, they need to be doing sales. They need to be doing networking. They need to be doing their fulfillment, reaching out to their clients, customers, prospects. And we have the team to do everything else. So they, that's what they need to do, and we free them up to do that. I think every small business owner has heard about an individual VA, but the concept of an entire back room, an entire VA team with one agreement, that seems to be a newer innovation. Is that true? Because I've not heard a lot of people offering up a team on demand like you're talking about. Um, I don't really know how new it is. Uh, there's not a whole lot of us out there doing it. But when I talk to my clients through the 10 years, um, that's what they've needed. Um, it's hard to find one person that is great at everything. So what we try to do is have a VA that their expertise area is in social media. It is in the online platforms. It is in customer service. Sometimes the people that love to be behind the scenes on the computer are not the best people that you want on the phone talking to your client. Yeah. <laughs> so we like to have a full team to pull from. It's so great to hear people win. That's why we do this segment, 10 Years in Business. Congratulations to Judy Fritz, founder of VIP Services. Judy, enjoy it. And thank you for being a guest in the Pat Miller Show. 
Woohoo! Thank you so much, Pat. It's been a joy. Always great to do a small business celebration. So when are you coming on to celebrate? We are looking for guests. We'd love to have you on the show. Visit patmillershow.com to apply. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Pat Miller Show. See patmillershow.com for more information on today's guests, events, and the Idea Collective small business community. A worldwide group working together to fight fear, inexperience, and isolation for small business owners everywhere. Join us next week for the Pat Miller Show. And remember, get clear, work hard, and never quit. Guests on the Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of the show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.